It's so good to be home. Well, the years start coming and they don't stop 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 coming then i saw her face what what oh sorry my b that was an accident that's all right chris because i'm accidentally in love what i'm a believer all right well anyway boys it looks like another christmas season is upon us what are you talking about christmas is over it's new year's yeah well you know some of us have other things to do you know we can't all be punctual yeah, in my head canon, it's still Easter. Hmm, well, maybe you should get that fixed, Chris. Good idea, I'll be right back. Alright, sounds good, buddy. Anyway, where were we? Well, I was just saying that it's the Christmas season, and I just uh, can't wait to get together with my three good buddies to discuss one of the movies I've ever seen. Shrek 2. You mean two of the movies you have ever seen? What? You know, because it's a sequel. Yeah, I, no, I know, it just it's still one movie. But it's the second part in the Shrek franchise. Yeah, no, I get that. But it does that doesn't make it automatically two movies. Guys, guys, guys. I'm sorry to interrupt a very inspired and surely very original bit. But I've got some terrible, horrible, truly awful news. Oh, no. What is it, Chris? It's David Zaslav. Who? You know, the head of Warner Brothers Discovery. He bought our podcast and our podcast house. He's going to turn it in an ogre till it's ogre into some sort of hip new reality TV show in the 90 Day Fiance universe. You guys know that I don't have the abs to make it past the first round. I don't have abs at all. We're doomed. Doomed. Chris, calm down. You're being irrational and hysterical. Remember, guys, if we die in the game, we die for real. And if we die for real, we die in the game and in the movie. Chris, what in God's name are you talking about? Wait, are we even still in the Garfield house? Chris, how time dissociative are you? This show's lore is so confusing. I tried describing it to the guy at the bank, and he was like, you're still not approved for the loan, and get in my office, and stop talking to my wife, and it's not even a bank. I'm your therapist. But anyway, what was I talking about? All right, well, while you guys were talking about that, I called my guy, and he was saying... Who's, who's the, the guy? guy? It's my guy. Don't worry about it. But I made us a deal. If we can raise some money by the end of this episode, we can save the community center. I mean, podcast house. How much money? $80,000. What? How are we supposed to make that much money? Well, you're always talking about doing a variety show. We could do that. Hmm. Well, we may not be able to raise the money. We may lose our house, our livelihood, and our show. And, well, Chris may die, but this is a risk we're willing to make. You know what? Let's do it, boys. Yay! Yay! Wait, what? I'm gonna go make some calls. Well, here we are. Well, just because you say here we are doesn't mean I know where the hell we are. Yeah, I don't know even know who I am anymore. I watched Cat in the Hat 50 times in one year. <sighs> Time is an illusion to me. Chris, I'm starting to get really worried about you. Anyway, this is the community center I'm always, all the time, talking about. Well, you have literally not once talked about a rec center ever. Really? I never once brought up the abandoned community center that my uncle Jeremy led me? I don't even know who you are anymore. Yeah, same here, though maybe for a different, less concerning reason. Anywho, time is wasting. We don't have all day and you guys know we need to meet our dancers. Your... your dancers? Yeah, here are the guys. My name is Mike, but my friends call me Smooth Lightning. I can dance like it's nobody's business, and I'm very confident in my masculinity. Good to have you, Lightning. It's a pleasure to meet you. What up? This is Tyler, but you can call me Bam Bam. I'm the fastest toes in the West, and I'm not allowed back in the proud state of Oregon. Uh, okay then? Well, it's nice to meet you. I'm DJ. I'm the Turbo Kid. I pop and lock like it's nobody's business. I haven't seen my wife and kids since March 2017. Uh, well... What up, cucks? It's your man, Jimothy. But you know they be calling me Cocoa Pebbles. I can cha-cha slide your pants off, and I know all the hippest and hottest dance moves. 
If you have heard anything about my activities through the years of 2005 to 2014, those are just lies of propagated by the lamestream media. These are oddly specific. Well, what are all these cool and fly dancers doing here? Well, Matt, if we need to raise $80,000, we need to have the hottest dancers in town. But, Will, this is a podcast. Nobody will be able to see all their moving and grooving ways. Uh, well, I mean, I guess we can, uh, uh, you know, uh, I guess, uh, shit. Hey, did you cool cats say something about a podcast? Well, yeah, we host a podcast. Once a month we talk about Shrek or Garfield or, you know, the Master of Disguise. Out of sight. Yeah, quite literally. Say, uh, if you funky dudes don't mind, could we podcast with you? Well, I don't see why not. It's not like we're on a time crunch or anything. Ka-chow! Alright, so we're podcasting. Yeah. Alright, we're back. We're back. We haven't done, like, a group setting, uh, a years. since, like, the pandemic. Yeah, that's yeah. what have been, what, Three, four years? Four, uh... Did we do one for Scooby? Yeah, so this is the third year. Yeah, so the last one we did as a group was the Garfield season. Yes. Yeah. Uh, we had your place here. Yes, and 2019. Now, uh, and then, yeah, we were going to do something last year with the group. And then I think I was really nervous about COVID and I got kind of neurotic about it. So I prevented us from um, doing that. But then, yeah, we, we had the Zoom year before that. And now we're finally, I wanted to make sure we had this group thing one last time and and this year we have chris in, yeah in the yeah that's the, right yeah we have chris via skype <laughs> and i've never seen any of you in the flesh so. <laughs> that's right yeah um yeah so uh i guess we should formally introduce uh we got jim back on the podcast hi and we have dj over here as well hey how you doing uh we did have two other people but they left over the course of us uh starting the film what are you talking about it no. Smooth lightning. Yeah, of course. Yeah, right smooth here. Right. Yeah, smooth lightning and Bam Bam are here with us, and they're just being very considerate. Hey, everybody! My voice keeps changing because I can't decide on one. <laughs> and I'm Bam Bam, and I'm back, and I'm very confident in my masculinity as well. <laughs> so, uh, I guess I know you, Jim, have been uh, watching the film fairly consistently throughout yeah. the past uh, year because uh, the listeners don't know you and I live together. Yeah. So you've you've been kept abreast of the ins and outs of watching Shrek two once a month. Uh, but DJ, I don't know when was the last time you'd watched the film prior to tonight. Uh, let's say around two thousand eight. Two thousand eight. Okay. Yeah. yeah. So long what was, time. It seemed like you were enjoying yourself watching the film. Oh yeah. Yeah. You know, kids movie. Sure. Don't need to think that much. You just. It's like watching a film again. After, I mean, you know, yeah. It, it was just very joyous to see it kind of through your eyes because, like, I'm just so used to the rhythms and mechanics of the film that seeing actually someone mm-hmm. watch and enjoy the film was like, it's almost oh yeah, refresh. Oh yeah, this yeah. is actually a good movie. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> <laughs> These are jokes you're supposed to laugh at, have fun with, and not like know what's gonna happen. Well, on a similar note, we have to. So uh, Emmy was with us, mm-hmm. and she she previously watched the movie backwards with me in July. Um, and then this was the first time she's, I guess, watched the movie forward. For, yeah. So she had like what Will said was it was a great quote, which was that like, I haven't seen this movie forwards in so long. <laughs> and just, it was um, just yeah. one of those like first time ever right. sentences. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's only something that someone who has been, uh, romantically entwined with someone who does this podcast <laughs> can possibly say, I have to say. Indeed. Um, so yeah, I mean, what are some takeaways? I'll start with you, DJ, because you haven't seen the film um, uh, as, as often as the three of us, uh, or the four of us, I should say, because Chris is here. Yeah. Um, so what are your takeaways from oh, the six of us? Well, the first thing was I forgot how good the animation holds up after 20, almost 20, 20 years. years. Yeah. It holds up 18, so well. But yeah. Uh, yeah, I mean, I don't know. I feel like I'm kind of at odds with how much I think the animation has aged or not aged, but this time... Seeing it through your eyes, I was like, yeah, you know what? This animation holds up pretty well. I mean, it's like, if you if you think that anything in this looks bad, I point you to either Shrek 1 or Food Fight. Sure. <laughs> <laughs> Two very similar films of equal quality. <laughs> or, I don't know, What's Up? What's oh, Yes, no, yes, geez. yes. Ah, uh, man. See, seeing this again after seeing Puss in Boots 2 last night was kind of interesting, though. Oh, yeah. Agreed. It's, it's definitely a step backwards. Yeah, I guess we should say we have... The three of us, the, you know, the three amigos, us, Matt. Will, Will Matt, Chris, and Chris. Yeah, we have seen Puss in Boots 2, and I'm sure maybe, or do you want to talk about that now? We can get into it a little bit later when it's okay. just the three of us, I we think. We can make it if we try. 
Actually, it doesn't work because that's the two of us. But whatever. <laughs> um, but yeah, so uh, DJ, if you may continue um, with your thoughts on the film. Well, uh, storyline's pretty solid mm-hmm. as sure. it is. There's some plot holes we talked about earlier, but you know, right? Like that's what? how you are when you rewatch a movie a bunch of times. You just remember all these plot holes and everything. I don't know. Chris is Chris is asking what the plot holes what, are. What are the plot holes? Oh well, the, the thing is, is that. If Shrek stayed in the castle, the entire movie would not have happened. Like, he just could have just walked in and been like, hey, that's, uh, my wife. You mean, like, if he didn't, if he didn't go on the hunting trip? No, he's talking about after the potion happens and the fairy godmother kicks Shrek out, basically, and when they go to the bar. Oh. He's, he's saying he could have just stayed there and, like, I guess, What? I don't know. You just, just be like, get away she, from she your wife. Him, she had him trapped in the room, though, and there yeah. was the furniture. The li- yeah, no. And and then, yeah, yeah, I don't know. I don't know if that's a plot hole. I don't know. So much as a... Yeah. Just a... The carriage. plot. Yeah, the plot. Yeah, the plot. <laughs> <laughs> I've seen this movie 12 times this year. I'll poke any holes in your plot holes. <laughs> <laughs> Agreed. He literally knows this movie forwards and backwards at this point. Mm-hmm. Yeah, literally. <laughs> we turn yeah. ourselves into monsters for this podcast. Ogres, if you will. Ogres, <laughs> Ogres if you will. <laughs> I want to see if I have any notes. Yeah, I was going to say, oh, I mean, unless, uh, do you have any more notes, DJ? Um, it was enjoyable to see all, like, the um, cameos and, like, subtle callbacks to everything. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Even half of Donkey's lines were just, like, pop culture references to things that I don't think kids would have known in... 2004, 2003, it was Agreed. more for the parents. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And yeah. that was kind of like, oh, I remember those callbacks from when I was a kid. <laughs> mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And you know. Yeah. Yeah. Um, what about you, Jim? I don't want to... Uh... I, after watching this movie for conservatively, oh, let's say... Six times, I guess? For... No, we because we had the two months. Yeah. And then... Yeah, let's say somewhere between six and... Eight. Six and eight, yeah. yeah. Six and eight times. Um, I, I will say the one thing that I did for this viewing that I really haven't done in previous viewings was I just really watched the background to see if I could pick up on anything mm. like that. Okay. And I'll tell you what, they, they have a lot of still shots in the background. Yeah. And not a lot of movement in there whatsoever. And that's <laughs> the, you know, like a, about a third of the way through the movie, I... I Probably should have looked for something different. (laughs) (laughs) I actually noticed this time that the crowd, uh, whenever Shrek and Fiona are walking up to meet the king and queen for the first time, the crowd is weirdly still. Oh, it's like, I wouldn't even say that. Like, it's almost like a matte It's almost a matte painting. Their their heads move. That's like just about it. (laughs) And they just all look shocked. Yeah, like you get a sense that uh, it's very evident that there were for lack of a better phrase, limited resources. Yeah. Like, mm-hmm. Computationally. Um, so they, they poured all of the attention to detail and the processing power into the foreground and the characters in focus. And then the background stuff is kind of just like, you know, as much as they could actually do. And that was about it. Yeah. Agreed. Agreed. But it's good. You know, it's Shrek 2. That is true. It is Shrek 2. It is Shrek would, 2. Would you, you cannot deny that it is Shrek 2. <laughs> yeah. Well. Yes. Will and Chris, would you sure. guys say, and I know Chris obviously didn't do Shrek 1 with us, but of the six movies, I guess, no, you know, I'll save that for next month. Never mind. Next month? Okay. So, okay I'll cut yeah, that. Yeah. I'm just going to cut that statement. Never mind. Ooh. Okay. I, was, I was just, I'm just to be blunt, I was going to ask if you think this is the one that after 12 viewings holds up the most. Okay. We can uh, talk about that now if you want. Do you want to? No, why not? Okay. Um, but then what will we talk about next month? We have a bunch of things we can talk about yes, next month. That's fair. Um, I would say maybe my answer will change too next month. We don't know. Sure. Because um, I'll be, you know, I'll be twenty twenty three. Will I don't that's know what true, that yeah. means. Who's that? Who, who, who is that going to be? Who's that guy? Who's going to yeah. be? Who's the guy? Who's that guy? Who's the guy? Who's the guy? Well, I, I say no because cat in the hat. Uh, yeah. That's fair. That's I was going to say I feel like I, I think we were even talking about this fairly yeah. recently. I feel like I don't know quality wise. I guess I think Yogi Bear. Yogi Bear. Yeah, oh, DJ yeah. wants us to do Yogi Bear, which... We're done. <laughs> I think, well, for one, yeah, we are done, too. I, I didn't really grow up with Yogi Bear, yeah, either the cartoon or the um, uh, the film. But uh, I will say, I mean, to answer your question, Matt, I think... I agree with Chris in the sense that I feel like Cat in the Hat's the one we could have gotten the most mileage out of. 
Mm-hmm. Like, I think we could have done a, a whole other season on a cat in hat and probably not gotten to that point where it's like, okay, we've run out of things to say. Just there's so much avant-garde-esque absurdity with that film that yeah. you could just kind of go, you know, hog wild with each viewing or pig wild or uh, what am I trying to say? Hog cat, wild, cat, right? cat, hog yeah, wild. cat wild. Cat wild. Uh, there we go. But um, yeah, I mean, I think quality wise, it's probably yeah the second best film we've seen. I, I still think that first Shrek mm. is my favorite of the films we have covered quality wise. But uh, yeah, I think you know it was more pleasurable sure. to watch more this pleasant. twelve times than the Master of Disguise. Yeah, you could say that. Where would you put Scooby-Doo? Because I know that Scooby-Doo is more of a... That Chris and I like that one more than Will. I mean, I think Scooby-Doo is the closest I've gotten to, like, my hope with the film of this podcast, I mean, in the sense that, like, my opinion on the film would change. Every month? Yeah. Whereas with the other five films, I think my opinion was more or less consistent, uh, with the exception, perhaps, of The Cat in the Hat. Yeah. I don't know. I don't know where I would put. I think I'll save my ranking for mm-hmm. for next month. I feel like that's yeah, yeah, makes sense. Uh, yeah. Well, uh, DJ and Jim, did you have any more thoughts? Just kind of going off of what you uh, saw tonight. It's okay uh, if not. If not yet, it's fine. <laughs> I don't know. Well, the sure. one thing that Tell us your thoughts. with that background stuff. Remember when I, I talked about the little dog in the background? Oh, yeah. The Bichon Freeze. The yeah. Bichon Freeze had so much movement and animation in it. Yeah. It was just even sitting there. It was kind of. It makes me wonder if they did like some dog mocap for that. You think so? Just to let. Yeah. Was motion capture a thing at that point? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Was it? Okay. Motion capture is like. Oh, yeah, because like CG. with, uh, with yeah. uh, Gollum and stuff, there was motion yeah. capture. Well, yeah. I was also just going to say, I mean, CG animation. Very, very largely uses mocap. Okay. For like character movements. Yeah, I thought it was more kind of like like um I know with like the first or the original, the actual Lion King, uh they like brought in like uh like live lions and animals, but they like would draw them. Yeah. But not do like motion capture. No. I didn't know if it was like. Yeah, that was that's different. Okay. Yeah, because somebody tried to put the in in the IMDb trivia, somebody uh, tried to put the motion capture dots on a lion, and they got mauled. <laughs> Wait, for real? No. Oh. <laughs> There's no way that... That's that, one thing I want to see the blue screen off. That would be, that would be yeah. hilarious, though, right? Definitely. Yeah, it would be like no ball on top of the, the lion's mane and just yeah. kills everybody. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, man. Um, but yeah, okay, so you guys don't have any uh, no. lingering thoughts. Well, if you have anything else, we can obviously talk about it more, but uh, I want to make sure you guys had your chance yeah. to yeah. say your piece I, I, before we get into our thoughts, so... I need another watching. Fair to enough. Get critical, understandable, sure. understandable. <laughs> but you liked it. I still love it. Okay, that's great, Jim. Yeah. Where are you at now it's, after it's, six or seven? It's it's still the same. The first time that I saw it, uh, <laughs> it hasn't gotten up. It hasn't gotten good, or it really hasn't degraded. Um, I think of anything, it goes. The one thing that I have noticed is it hits. Uh, I understand that it's a set amount of time, but you you feel like you hit the milestones in the story quicker with each and every time you're watching it. I granted that that is also you could be you've watched it twelve times, you Mm -hmm. become less and less invested in it. So, so you are only catching the big. Yeah, that makes sense. I can see that. I did realize that it was flying by. It's paced very well. I think this. I mean. yeah, I mean, I think that would be like a compliment because it's like it's not like you're just like, oh, I'm waiting for this scene to happen. I'm waiting for this mm-hmm. scene. So it's like, okay, now it's this thing. It's this beat. It's this beat. It's not like okay, gotta get through this all mm-hmm. so we can kind of get to that moment or whatever. Yeah. yeah, I just don't know if it was my adult brain be like, oh, this is really really short. Or I <laughs> or the last thing I saw was Avatar, which was three hours. Yeah, <laughs> and I'm like, yeah. wow, this is also very very cool. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> this movie is less than half the length of Avatar. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> or Babylon. Or Babylon. Yeah, I haven't yeah. seen that one yet. No, I yeah. Babylon's on the list. Chris, you haven't done Avatar yet, right? You were, you said we would hear No, he, uh, he made a point, if I may speak for you, Chris, <laughs> yeah. uh, of seeing Puss in Boots, The Last Wish, before Avatar, The Way of Water. Yes, and I said I'll be vocal about it. I'm, I'm going to go into the movie theater. I'm going to plop down my $7 or <laughs> 11. my AMC Stubbs A-list app. <laughs> but you like, didn't want to... What? I was going to say you didn't opt to see it in 3D, though. Like Matt it was <laughs> it was after work, so mm. uh, the theater was across the street from where I work. So it was it was basically a, a matter of uh, convenience that um, I just kind of went. I left work ten minutes early, and I zipped over to the theater, and I I said, "Give me a ticket for a movie." And he said, "Avatar 2. And I said, 
absolutely not. How dare you? <laughs> I want to see Puss in Boots to the last wish. As all men should. As all men should. I was going to say, too, when you said motion capture, I was going to say uh, Shrek 2 walked so that Avatar 2 could run. <laughs> <laughs> Accurate. Uh, okay, Matt, uh, if you want to kind of get into your thoughts first. Sure, yeah. Um, I only had two notes that I wrote down, which is one, and once again, noticing something new in December, uh, I don't think I ever noticed how Donkey starts going to town on the soup after the king says, an ogre from a swamp, how original. <laughs> like, it's like, I, I never paid attention to that. Well, that's a, that's not the soup, right? That's the... The hand. No, no they, they switched no, out. Oh, okay. I thought it was escargot because they pick oh, up well, and he I, puts the snail shell. No, that already happens. That, already that, happens. That, that, it's, that happens, and then it's the hand wash, and then it's the soup. And, and Donkey goes to town. We should have had an episode of the sequence of food. I was going to say, since we're talking about that, I am actually on Trek's side this time. Oh, yeah? About the hand bowl, the washing bowl, because they put a lemon in his... Oh yeah, washing bowl. Yeah, I said that a few months ago. Like, why is there a lemon wedge on his hand washing bowl? Yeah, I mean, citrus has cleaning properties. Yeah, you know, yeah it does. It's, well, it's lemon juice. Really. It was lemon, so you know it's supposed to. I'm yeah, not anti lemon, really scurvy. But I'm, you're understanding why. I, I'm, I'm sympathetic to Shrek. But that I, think. I understand his point because I was like, wait, why is there a lemon wedge right. on there? <laughs> That's what I'm they saying. They were trying to trick oh, and, him. And Chris, you'll be happy to know that Will did indeed see the pizza cutter. This yes, time. I did. I may have yes. points to look out for it. <laughs> and Excellent. Thank we you. also both saw the Tom Thumb throwing Thumbelina in front of him. <laughs> I was going to specifically ask about that. I think, I can't believe it took me like, what, seven or eight months to notice that? But Something like, like that. <laughs> he just like, grabs her and throws her in front of it. <laughs> that, 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 that might actually be my favorite visual gag in the movie. He just like dives behind her. It's great. <laughs> he doesn't dive behind her. He grabs her and puts yes, her in front of, yes. in front of the room. <laughs> Um, but then, yeah, my only other note is that uh, in this one, so in, in Shrek 1, there's a moment where uh, when they first arrive at the castle, Donkey says, or Shrek says to Donkey, well, the, or what is it, Will? It's something like, the price is bad, but you can't beat the, the location. The location. He, he says, like sure, that. it's big enough, that's, but look at the location. Yeah, yeah. That's, that's it. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and in this one, when they arrive at the, uh, Factory, and he says, "Well, why don't we pop in for a spell?" Mm -hmm. Puss he, in Boots gives Shrek the reaction that he wanted from Donkey. Right. Yes. And yeah, I don't know. That's yeah, that's a good point. Yeah, because he, he kind of he like says it with the same tone. Right. Yeah. Well, yeah, so I mean, he, do you think he, Shrek make? Do you think Shrek makes a hobby of visiting castles with people and making a quip and hoping that they laugh at it? I don't think. I know. I've seen two of these <laughs> movies twelve times. <laughs> well, I mean, actually, yeah, because also in Shrek one, uh, he uh, Lord Farquaad's fat castle mm -hmm. is like you think he's compensating for something. Yep. Right. That's like Shrek's thing. He it's just thing. makes he, quips about castles. Yeah. And <laughs> yeah. hopes Shrek for a reaction. I mean, well, he makes dad jokes even yeah. before he was yeah. a dad. Mm -hmm. Like he's making dad jokes and he wants. Like, every dad wants that reaction from their son. Mm -hmm. So that's what I'm trying to say is Puss in Boots is, Shrek's is the son, son is the that son. Shrek has always wanted. <laughs> I like it. And he, yeah. in that, therefore, he's a better son than the sons and the daughter that he'll eventually have in Shrek <laughs> the third and subsequently Shrek forever after. There you go. And therefore, yeah, I mean, that, that explains why he's so disappointed in Shrek forever after. Is that mm -hmm. his son, his, his, it wasn't that he was overwhelmed as a new dad that his kids were a disappointment understandably yeah. well the will those are all the notes i had Do you okay wanna... well chris i want to uh, hear his notes first okay before you... i didn't really have any notes i kind of just um sat back and enjoyed it and and kind of like just reminisced on all the times you know that i watched it <coughs> um and just kind of enjoying like a lot of the jokes and stuff um sure one thing that's always kind of stuck in my mind is is the receptionist at the at the or the receptionist at the at the the cottage or the factory is that the one that ratted them out and spotted them or that had the clipboard of the of the of the potions or yes. are they just all yes. look the same yes so that, yeah that that is the pigeon that has the clipboard okay it's the receptionist because it has the same voice but they all have the same voice don't they no no he's got like a French accent or yeah. something okay yeah 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 fair okay, godmother. Yeah. Now, I guess, like, now that he's a, bur a pigeon, he doesn't need dental. I guess not. Yeah, he doesn't have teeth anymore. <laughs> That's a good point, Chris. He doesn't have teeth anymore, so therefore he doesn't even need dental. Yeah. So does that make this movie pro or anti-labor? Uh, Sorry, anti-union. Oh. I, I don't... 
I think they used it just for a joke. I know. So, but well, we were we were twelve viewings into, so we have to you ask know these what? Sort of I'll, I'll, I'll stamp it down now. I'm going to say that this film is pro union. Pro union because, because the, the Shrek, Shrek heart is behind yeah. the marker. Yeah, yeah. He, is, because he is part of the working man uh, in yeah. proving that the fairy godmother doesn't give dental. Yeah, and she's against the workers. So you're saying uh, an anti-union movie wouldn't even ask that question. And I mean, if you're looking for even better symbolism in there, he literally makes the workers free by turning them into birds. I guess so, yeah. Wow. He I was, love that. But they still work for the... Yeah. Well, but they still have the ability to run away and truly sure. be free. Yeah. But then they're spies. So do you think it's a more damning commentary that they choose to still work with the fairy godmother? Yeah. Yeah. Also, what happens to the what happens to them later? Like, do they get turned back to the original forms? Do they stay? Forever? I know we've talked about this. Yeah, they they're in that form forever because fairy godmother uh, popped. Oh, oh right! Oh yeah! I and forgot then there's the that. swans that turn into ladies. Are they still in that cage? Yes, so far as we okay. know. Okay. Well, actually, do we ever? I guess we should have uh, after twelve times. A, we should have looked to see what happened to yeah. those. Ladies, Look, yeah. Uh, presumably, there is someone else competent at that factory <laughs> who could like. All right, let's undo. Like, because the problem is that they're not uh, elves anymore. If, right. If they have a union, we can at least extrapolate. <laughs> but they don't they have, have a union. No, no, no. If there is a union in this universe, okay. yeah, the option. You can at least try and extrapolate that there is some semblance of OSHA. Okay. So I would assume that they would have steps to transfer know. people back. Well, human? yeah, and not what to I mention, think. we know that Fairy Godmother isn't the only magic user in yeah. this That's world true. either, yeah. so presumably they could have found somebody else. Maybe there's a whole other well, movie about all of those minions. We know Merlin exists. Yeah, that's what film. I mean. Maybe he is kind of a curmudgeon, but maybe they convince him after the events of the third film, be like, hey, we have this situation over here. All these birds are stuck as birds, right. and they want to be minions again. Uh, and then... And yeah. then and the swans are ladies, and they're in that cage. The swans are ladies in yeah. that cage. Wait a minute. <laughs> this what is the minions. What, if all, what, what would happen to all the people that were birds flying when the fairy godmother got popped? Did they die? Well, that's what we were saying. They, they, they they, they're stuck as birds. But what if when the fairy godmother, godmother dies, her magic is reversed, so this bird is flying around doing uh, this thing, and it just turns into a man, yeah. and it just plumps out of the snap, sky. Yeah. And would that mean all of her magic would disperse then? Like every potion she made, every spell she ever did? No, because no. if that were to happen, Shrek and Fiona would have immediately turned back human. Yeah. yeah. Okay. But I like the idea yeah. of DJs thinking where, like, as soon as it happened, just like a swarm of birds just like turns instantly turned into like nude elves and they just all <laughs> fell from the sky. <laughs> it's a fun visual, that's yeah. to be sure. Um. Maybe it's in the director's cut. Yeah. <laughs> um, so you, those are all your notes, Chris? Yeah. Okay. I'll just go through some of mine. What are the king's pills? You what mentioned do you mean pills? When uh, the fairy godmother came to pick him, he was like, oh, I just took my pills and all that stuff. He's like, well, what are these pills that he has? Uh, oh, from the the injury, the yeah. the, the crusade. They were like sleeping wound. pills or muscle yeah. relaxers. So does that confirm that the crusade wound is not just a throwaway lion? It's actually something that happened to him. Well, he says it's the old crusade wound. Acting but yeah, up but again. we don't know for we, well, we, we don't know. Yeah, we talked about that. It was like was it like a frog crusade? Yeah, the frog crusades. Yes, the frog crusades. I thought it was gonna against be the evil toads. Dysfunction. Yeah. <laughs> How long was Puss in Boots? I actually asked this to the group when we were watching the film, but I feel it's worth asking on the podcast. Uh, how long was Puss in Boots waiting in that dark room before uh, King Harold came around? <laughs> Hours. <laughs> Days. Yeah. <laughs> for, it's all for the dramatic effect. Yeah. yeah. He, he's so like, committed you to can the sit bit. at the corner of the bar. No. Right. It's more dramatic in here. Um, why does Donkey need to be the one that cries for the fairy godmother card? Because he's the most likely to. Because Shrek is just so insecure about his masculinity that he can't just shed a tear. Yeah. Well, does he even have tear ducts? Well, I mean, Shrek? I mean, yeah. You, you, does Shrek even ever cry? I don't think franchise? he does. I think I, he doesn't cry, but he... he, he canonically, I don't think he has cried. But that doesn't mean he can't cry. Well, but, but didn't he cry in the third movie when he lost his family? Did he have tears, though? Yeah. Ooh, That's the thing, because he it's possible that ogres just don't have tear ducts. Yeah, you can cry all day, but if you don't got tears, you don't get the fairy godmother. Mm-hmm. That's true. I wrote a shout-out to Cedric, who I dubbed Cedric the Entertainer. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I just feel like we haven't really given him his due on this podcast. And I, it's the last episode, so I want to give him a shout-out. Is, is Cedric the Entertainer in that movie? No, no, no but no. Cedric is the guy who gives the king dog food. That would be oh, your, the right. dog's dinner, you'll the dog's dinner, sir. 
Um, yes. Breakfast. I noticed more this time the big boy uh, inspiration for uh, that uh, Friars, fast food. Fat yeah, Friars, Fat Boys. That was a good one. Uh, was big boy. I didn't realize until I was talking about it with Matt during the viewing that Big Boy uh, still exists. Mm-hmm. Yep. Yep. Uh, they Burbank. changed their logo recently, and I'm not a fan of it. <laughs> and then uh, Tyler, who was on the show, uh, or was around the watch movie but didn't stay around for the show, noted that there is garlic hanging in the kind of waiting room area that um, uh, the fairy godmother yeah. and uh, the king meet. And that At the bar. seems to suggest that the bar has hosted or tries to stay away from vampires, who I guess who exist in this universe, but we never see. Uh, Chris, did you have any comment on that? On the vampires in where again? Sorry. The potential for vampires to exist in the Shrek universe. It's something that I noticed but never really thought about too much. Are there any vampires in fairy tales? Yeah. I mean, vamp- like, dra- I would... No. I would- well, I would say vampire stories are fairy tales. I mean, um, they're like folk tales. Yeah, like fairy tale adjacent. Yeah, I would say I would be more surprised if they, there were no vampires in Shrek. I feel like fairy tales have to be like all encompassing one whole yeah. story. I mean, they they reference Pretty Woman in this movie. Yeah. I feel yeah, like that Dracula has yeah. to exist. Yeah. <laughs> uh, that's a good point. And then, yeah, what if that was one of the books? She's like Bram Stoker's Dracula. No, <laughs> But I would be remiss if I didn't bring up something that Matt talked about oh. during the film. Yes. That he is withheld from me for however many... I didn't... I thought I mentioned this. Yeah, there was... not. And he would be remiss if you didn't mention it on this here Okay, podcast. well, there was a day, um, probably a month or two ago, where I was driving to work. And... Um, As the, one does. The one highway that I normally take, the five, for those LAers who are not listening to this... Shadow. Um... The I was it's it was more crowded than usual, so I took a different like back street, and while I was driving down it, at one point I pulled up to a stop sign and looked to my left, and DreamWorks was just right there. So apparently I only live like five to ten minutes from DreamWorks. You you could have met Trick. I could have met Shrek all this time. I did meet Shrek. You did meet Shrek. I, oh, yeah, you have met Shrek. Have, met we, Shrek. have you ever talked about how you went uh, to that Renaissance Fair and you saw Shrek and Fiona? <laughs> yeah, we did. Okay. You right. when, you, when you were saying that, you said, I looked to my left and there was DreamWorks. I was, like, in the car next to you. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> he he, just gets, he bums a ride with Matt. It was the on? little boy on the moon. He was just, like, sitting at the, yeah. the stop sign. He nodded <laughs> and then flew by yeah. and waved to the characters from the bad guys. The bad guys. Yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah, I mean, I don't know. I mean, uh, any parting thoughts? Uh, Cocoa Pebbles and uh, uh, Turbo Kid? Or Bam Bam and Smooth Lightning? I'm still here. Yeah, I turned you. It, you. At some point, I turned into Coach Steve from Big Mouth. <laughs> and that's just where we landed. I thought it was more of like an Adam Sandler kind of thing. Uh, you were doing yeah. Because <laughs> that's similar to your impression of Adam Sandler that you did in. Uh, oh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, in season five. So, um, yeah. Mine's just the Luna the Shark that sucks. Luna the Shark sucks? No. Do you know who Luna the Shark is? From. Uh, what no. for- what Might the? be a little bit too old. Oh, okay. <laughs> what? The Turbo Kid gives this movie two poppin' locks. All right. There you go. Out of how many poppin' locks? Three. Okay. Wow. That's pretty good. That's two out of three. <laughs> um, how about how about you? Uh... Coco Pebbles says that this movie gets. Uh oh. Seven out of ten. <laughs> Seven out of ten. What? <laughs> Just yeah. Ten, ten out of ten years. What's, what's the unit of measurement? Uh, yes. Yes. Okay. Uh, according to Coco Pebbles, his rating system that he is uh, uh is planning to take out uh and sell like Larry Mullen, I'm I'm presuming. <laughs> what would have what what would have bumped it up to eight out of ten years? Eight out of ten. Shrek would have popped, locked, and dropped. There <laughs> well, there you have it. Uh, without further ado, I guess we should, uh, see these killer dance moves that you have. Yeah. So there you go. They're popping and locking. I wish everyone who was listening to the show <laughs> could, see, could it. see it. Uh, it was my mistake. Uh, 
Yeah, it's beautiful dancing. It's the way that it goes. And it's going to help us raise this uh, $80,000 or whatever we need. Hey, Will, didn't you say this was a variety show? Oh, yeah, that's right. Uh, we better introduce our musical guest. Good call, Will. Let's see. First up, we've got Christina C. performing her rendition of I Need a Hero. Here's John Negroni doing a tune you might know and love. Sad rendition of fun, fun, fun. I know it is wet and the sun is not sunny, but we can have lots of good fun that is funny. It's fun to have fun, but you got to know how. <coughs> Hairball. I know lots of good tricks, but I'll stop it right now. There was this cat I knew uh, back home where I was bred, and he never listened to a single thing his mother said. Uh, he never used a litter box. He made a mess in the halls, and, and that's why they had to send him to a vet to cut off both of his balls. That wasn't fun, fun, fun. He never learned you can have fun, fun, fun. But less is more. They may ship you off to school, so rein it in a little. We can't spell fun without you in the middle. Uh, there was this other cat, um, very high-strung, who thought she knew it all. The way she scheduled out her day could drive you up the wall. 
She liked to be the teacher's pet, always the head of the class, and took a ton of TNT to kill the bug up her ass. And it killed her, too. Was she fun, fun, fun? Not a chance you can have fun, fun, fun. If you're uptight, so loosen up and lose those lists. Life isn't such a riddle. You can't have spell fun without you in the mill. You can juggle work and play, but you have to know the way. You can keep afloat a wish, like the way I do this fish. You can be a happy fella, someone throw me that umbrella, and that rake, and that cake. That's what you make it, so have fun, fun, fun. Go insane and have some fun, fun, fun. Just look at me, fun, fun, fun. No more rain, look, it's a sun, sun, sun. So can't you see I'm as happy as a clam? I'm fit as a fiddle. The dogs may bark about you, and the purebred cats may doubt you. But remember this, you can't have fun without you in the middle. I hate my life. And here's my sister, Kristen, with her take on I Need a Hero. Joe Serafini performing a song everyone should be familiar with. Fourth, the fifth, the manifold. 
the touch I've told the truth I didn't come to fool Well, while we're waiting for the money to come in, I guess we should take this time to talk a bit about Puss in Boots 2. Yeah, all right. So, uh, I think we should start with Chris, because he's seen it most recently. Yeah, he saw it last and night. And I feel right? like he's yeah. the most passionate of the three of us. <laughs> and we're not uh, going to talk too much, because it sounds like we might be on next week's Cinemaholics. Perhaps. 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 Yeah. I mean, I want you guys to be, it's just because right, I, right. I'm, not, I'm not trying to be coy. No, 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 no. Like, yeah, it's if time works out. Yeah, I understand. Yeah. yeah. And if it doesn't work out, I'll uh, record a separate audio track of me talking about the movie, and then you can uh, edit it into this. Perfect. Yeah. <laughs> um, <laughs> so the my first exposure to Puss in Boots: The Last Wish, besides the trailer, was uh, IGN did a, a review for it, and they were like, "Yes, this is the Shrek universe's uh, answer to Logan." And I was like, I I pointed and laughed. It's like, come on, guys. Well, but it is. Think? <laughs> it really is. He even buries his stuff and puts the the. It's like the, the X in the thing, yeah. uh, but it's the P, and it's like this is. And he has like a beard for most of the movie. Mm-hmm. Um, but no, I was uh, I was profoundly impressed with this movie, just with with uh, you know the maturity of the narrative, and you know Puss in Boots is on his ninth life, and he's gonna die. And you know it's funny when he's like, oh, he's died eight times, and all those things are hilarious. Um, but it's like, oh no, like there's, there's like real stakes here. Mm-hmm. Um, so I thought that was really great. I liked that the, the movie, the movie's narrative is really tight. Uh, the pacing was really good be- beyond the first act. Um, I think it, they mm-hmm. could have, they could have slashed like five minutes out of him being at the lady's house. Sure. Um, but the biggest thing, and again, you know, probably this is stuff I'll extrapolate on when I am on Cinemaholics, hopefully, um, the wolf. Oh my God. Yeah. Like that was what a, what a character. Yeah, that is that is top tier DreamWorks villain. Um, mm-hmm. Like uh, Lord Shen, I think is what people are comparing him to. I don't know what that is. Is that uh, Kung Fu Panda Two? Oh, I oh yeah, seen yeah. He's like a leopard or whatever. Oh, okay. I get all the Kung Fu Panda movies mixed up. <laughs> um, but no, like it just like the red eyes, the cloak, like that is a terrifying villain. Like mm-hmm. whenever he shows up, the the whole movie's vibe completely shifts. And then the way they portray uh puss and boots, panic attack with his hair raising and his fast breathing and mm-hmm. like the, the frame of view, like Titans and everything gets darker. Like it's just the art design in this movie is incredible. Um, not even yeah. just the animation, mm-hmm. but just like the direction itself. And, um, the shot of uh, uh, of death coming out of the um, the cave of lost souls and his red eyes and his sights that are reflected on him on all mm-hmm. of the different crystals and stuff. It's just like that is a heck of a villain. And then uh, when Puss is talking to his uh, counterparts and then they're like, oh, you're going to live in. And then all of a sudden death is like fear and he pops out in his mm-hmm. red eyes. I jumped. Nice. Um, <laughs> and there was a lot. Of, was there a lot of kids in your guys' audience? Um, yeah, so we should mention that Matt and I saw it together. Right. Uh, we got to see it in the real D 3D. Mm-hmm. Okay. Um, 
Which pretty good 3D. I yeah, have to say. I, yeah. I mean, uh, animated movies. Yeah. Too. The only 3D I remember, the only 3D moment, or I didn't see it in 3D, but the only moment I remember being in 3D is when uh, Goldilocks smashes the bottle with the little people in it and brandishes it at everybody. I don't remember oh, anything yeah. else that would have stood out in 3D though. <laughs> um. Well, in any case, to answer your question, I I feel like there was like a family there, yeah. but I can't tell. If that was like a group of friends, because I didn't really see their parents. Yeah, it wasn't a very packed theater. Yeah, we didn't see it with a ton of people. I don't know if that was just because of the showtime we picked or whatever, but... Um, we went at, what, 4.30 on a Wednesday? I think it was 5.30. 5.30, yeah. <laughs> so um, I went at 7 p.m. Uh, last mm. night, and it was a it was a nearly packed theater. Um, lots of kids, and whenever the wolf showed up, there was like... <gasps> you know, everybody, nice. all the kids gasped, and one girl behind me was like, he's so scary! Buried her face <laughs> in her mom's, uh, you know, shoulder. But uh, yeah, and, and the animation style is just—I loved it. Yeah, it's so yeah. good. I liked how during the action sequences, it switched to that um, lower frame rate that Into the Spider Verse mm-hmm. had. Yeah, um, I, that was really cool, and just like the creativity to it and everything. It's like it's the 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 leap in quality from Puss in Boots one to Puss in Boots two is uh, phenomenal. Yeah, genuinely, it's. it's it's crazy. <laughs> yeah. And this is the director of The Croods 2. <laughs> yeah. Which apparently is um, good, but still. I wasn't crazy about Croods 2, but admittedly, I saw it uh, at Drive-In, I think, like, midway through, like, a three-way uh, showing. <laughs> and I don't know if I was in the right frame of mind to watch sure. and enjoy it. But uh, I will say, as far as Puss in Boots 2 is concerned, yeah, I mean, I think kind of similar to you, Chris, um, my... Uh, perception of the film was certainly kind of uh, heightened because you know when the movie was getting ready to come out i was just like okay another puss and boots movie we talked about the first one and i was just like yeah you know first one's fine didn't really feel like an ad took away anything from the shrek franchise it was just kind of just like yeah like a pretty good movie certainly better than the last two shrek films but nothing like notable or really something uh exceptional but not and as good as shrek 4 seat. yeah um <laughs> that's really a relitigate a conversation we've already had uh, yeah. on a previous episode but um yeah i mean we were seeing these reviews coming in not only were they positive but they were like middle-aged film critics being like it made me reevaluate my life it's like <laughs> for Puss in boots too like you know like why yeah. you know no offense to you know anyone that has a, a deep existential relationship to the film uh but yeah i, I mean like, offense to them just to be honest. you mean some offense yeah, I mean, some yeah offense. definitely uh, and chris those guys. uh yeah i don't know i can't speak for chris but um, yeah, I mean, yeah, I, I, I think my perception of film was certainly quizzical, I guess, going into it. It's kind of sure. like, well, why is it this way? And we should mention, uh, the three of us, along with, uh, Jim, who was on the show just recently, um, we all made bingo cards, mm-hmm. uh, even though Jim hasn't seen the film yet, predicting what we thought would happen because of these, you know, exuberant reviews. Uh, unfortunately, none of us got bingo, <laughs> but we were kind of guessing. Everyone, all of us put like Puss in Boots dies, and we obviously won't specify whether or not that one uh, gets checked off in the film. But obviously, we did like what else did we do? Like between the three, yeah, Shrek like, cameo, Shrek cameo, Donkey yep. cameo. Yep. Um, I did what, Shrek. What if, yeah. Go ahead. Sorry. I was gonna say like I I propose like Shrek and Donkey getting name drop and not seen. Uh, oh, vice versa, seen yeah, but not heard. right, seen but not heard. I think that was one that Jim had. Mm-hmm. Um, a lot more kind of existential, like, you know, like... I had Goldilocks dies. Goldilocks dies. Uh, if I filled an entire Puss line with on-screen deaths, I would have gotten a bingo. Yeah. <laughs> like, the guy gets, thinking, his, gets the flesh sucked off of his skeleton by the flower. <laughs> uh, I was that was more one of like, the funniest, uh, funniest bits in the movie for me, is, like, the, the pocket full of posies are attacking the... Um, what's his name? What's the guy? John Mulaney. Oh, uh, little Jack uh, Spratt. Jack Thorner. Jack Horner. Jack Horner. Jack Horner. I keep wanting um, to say Jim Horton. Um, Jack Horner, uh, his, his, one of his, uh, baker's dozens is, he's like, I'm going to chop this flower real good. And the flower just, and then he's just a skeleton yeah. standing there. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. There were a lot of on-screen deaths. I was going to say, yeah, uh, not counting the eight lives that Puss in Boots loses over the course of the film, which we see all the eight deaths. Yeah. Uh, not in graphic detail, but, you know, enough uh, to know that he has passed. Uh, the body count is uh, in the double digits. Yeah. Probably near 20? Probably. I, w- I was watching I was watching the movie, and I was like, there should be a YouTube video compiling all the deaths in this movie, because there's quite a few. Yeah. I mean, yeah. kill count. Get, get the kill count guy to do one. Yeah. yeah uh, I James would GD's. not be surprised if that happens. <laughs> 
Um, but yeah, I don't know. I mean, Matt, what do you think of the film? Oh, I mean, I think my only, like, my main thoughts are just that the animation was really stellar, wonderful art direction. And Will and I talked a little bit about this after the movie, but I, it makes me wonder uh, if we do get the long, long, long awaited and promised Shrek 5, mm-hmm. 5 Shrek, as it were. 5 Rick, yeah. Will it be Freck. more in this animation style, or will they make some kind of in between of this and the classic style? Uh, who knows? Well, I think given that uh, the bad guys kind of had a similar style as well, mm-hmm. and this is a more refined version of that, um, I, I, and also given that uh, a wealth of the praise, uh, critical praise in this movie has talked about the, the animation, animation style, yeah. I think they're probably going to opt to, to continue in that style. And I, I would hope I so too. Um, yeah. I, I think it, they might shift a little bit, like you said, a more of a hybrid, like towards the old style. Because yeah, like people a little seeing, less stylized. Yeah. yeah, people seeing Shrek in that stylish uh, sort mm-hmm. of thing might be a little bit jarring mm-hmm. because the style of this movie uh, 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 visually kind of um, informs the, the action or vice versa. Yeah, I was going to say, yeah, I felt like the action was really stellar and it was benefited certainly by that kind of heightened animation style, kind of making it more pronounced and, you know, certainly... Uh, adding and elevating the kind of action choreography that we saw in the film, though, I mean, we certainly you know saw uh, closer to the traditional Shrek style with that animation with like the Kung Fu Panda films as you mentioned. They had kind of similar, really strong action and animation. So I don't know. Um, yeah, I mean, I, I think even though Spider Verse wasn't a DreamWorks movie, I think it just kind of it broke the mold. Yeah, it kind of uh, pushed DreamWorks to be like, oh, we kind of have to do something different. <laughs> Um, I guess apparently uh, into the Spider Verse, yeah. uh, the next into the Spider Verse, across the Spider Verse, across Spider Verse, which I noticed in the in the trailer that was before this movie, it didn't have part one in the title anymore. No, okay. it's because the second one is now called the other side of the Spider Verse. Okay, and I was wondering that because I know that or the uh, end of the Spider Verse, I think the I think same yeah. thing was with Infinity War. It was Infinity War Part One and yes. Two, and then they changed yeah, it. Yeah, they ch- they changed their mind because it's not yeah. marketable. Yeah, um, I saw it because I know when I would see the trailer um, for the most recent uh, Spider-Verse movie, like people would scoff when they see the part one, like, like, you know, like what do they think they're doing part one and all that stuff. So I don't know. I I, I think I fall in line with that line of thinking of just getting rid of the part one because. Yeah. yeah, yeah, I think that's better. And apparently, according to Chris Miller, uh, the new Spider-Verse, the next Spider-Verse movie has uh, six distinct animation yes. styles, yes. which I'm which really I'm excited. For. Oh, my gosh, that. I, it is. It is. We do not deserve how good the first uh, Into the no. Spider Verse was. Like that no, was a phenomenal film. Not to get too much into Puss in Boots with on the yeah. um, proviso that we might be on the cinema holics, but then of course not getting into it when it doesn't happen. But whatever. Um, <laughs> but uh, just overall, I think that the the uh, the other element I really liked was the map. Mm-hmm. It wasn't was just really a, cool. it wasn't just a simple MacGuffin, and the way that the world shifted. When betting on who it was, like that was just genius design and 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 everything around it. Um, I would easily put this into the top three of the Shrek franchise. Nice, yeah, I would agree with that. I think maybe yeah, top I mean, two, well, maybe yeah, top two. I think it's a bigger question for the top two as opposed yeah. to the top three. Yeah, top yeah. three is kind of a given. Yeah, yeah. Because what's the competition? What Shrek yeah. four and Puss in Boots? <laughs> yeah. Shrek three uh, and Shrek three. We're not even bringing right, it up. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah, what's that movie? Uh, there's no Shrek three. Uh, Chris, I was going to ask you uh, before we kind of shift gears. Uh, where do you stand on the like new dog character that was introduced? I liked him a lot. Um, I did, I wasn't super hot on the first half of the movie being the 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 kind of the well worn trope of oh he's the annoying friend who the main character yes. doesn't want to be friends with or whatever. But right, yeah. I found um, when Puss after Puss encounters um, death the second time, and he's having a panic attack in the forest, and um, um, Perito, Perito, thank you, uh, just kind of like lays his head on his stomach. Yeah. I, I, I thought that was a genuinely emotional moment. I agree. And I, agree as well. I actually didn't make the connection until somebody pointed out to me is that earlier in the movie, Perito says, I'm going to be a therapy dog. Mm-hmm. Um, and then he actually kind of just, it turns out he's really good at it. Um, yeah. It's just kind of his instinct to be a therapy dog. Like I, I was, I was genuinely kind of welling up at that as like, that was just a, just huh. a great moment. Um, but See, I think yeah, that's nice. <laughs> what? 
I was just saying, that's nice. Yeah. <laughs> and after that, I thought, I thought Perito was firing on all cylinders. Um, mm-hmm. He kind of, he kind of slipped into the cliche sidekick role for the first third of the movie. But then after that, I thought he was terrific. I'm, I, Donkey is going to hate him. Oh yeah. <laughs> Definitely. <laughs> Well, this would be. Oh yeah, I guess we. Um, I can't say too much more about that because that gets into spoilers. Yeah. The that payoff. To, yeah. The payoff of Perito doing the uh, "trust me, I yes. was. Yeah, it was good. Hilarious. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um. But I think this movie struck a really good balance of tone and. Uh, the, the comedy was it was like Shrek 4 had like the heavy themes and stuff. But the, the, like we talked about in that episode, there wasn't a whole lot of actual humor in that movie, which was so weird. Mm-hmm. But this movie was really funny and and knew yeah. when to take oh, itself yeah. seriously. But then also yep. but then the comedy never stepped on the toes of the drama and vice versa. Nope. Agreed. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I was going to bring up uh, my favorite character. Uh, which is Jiminy Cricket. In the film. Oh, yeah. The G- oh, that guy <laughs> yeah. was amazing. That was uh, Bill Hader, right? Was, was it? it? I think so. Oh, that's great. Okay, I didn't know that. That's even better. <laughs> yeah, it's like the day just gave him the Jimmy Stewart. Uh, oh, 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 you're really going to shoot a gun at a baby? <laughs> at a puppy? <laughs> or at a puppy. <laughs> yeah, right in the face. Watch this. <laughs> he was. Yeah, that was a fantastic character, and I'm so yeah. glad that they left him out of most of the marketing. Yeah, yeah you're going to hurt all those people? <laughs> Yeah. Yeah. No, I was definitely a big fan of that. I I, I wish the movie had a little bit more of uh, the Jimmy 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 Stewart. Yeah. Um, Jimmy Stewart. That's good. Well, should we? Yeah, I guess we should uh, save the rest of that talk for this potential. Just let me verify here. Um, I liked Ray Winstone as Papa Bear. Mm. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, we didn't really talk about Florence Pugh as uh, Goldilocks. I thought she was fine. Yeah, she was fine. Oh no, excuse this me. This is her highest uh, rated film ever. It wasn't Bill <laughs> Hader Harris. as the talking cricket, it was Kevin McCann. Oh, uh, okay. But apparently apparently uh Bill Hader is in the movie somewhere. Interesting. Maybe. I mean he's such a like Yeah, he might be one of the uh Baker's dozen. Yeah. Maybe. Uh um, yeah, then and just again, Wagner Mora as the wolf was Yeah. Incredible. Yep. Outstanding performance. Yeah. As uh, um, Pablo Escobar. Yeah, and I will say, I mean, um, I didn't get into this too much, but I, I appreciate when a family film such as this one, like, is able to tackle, like, death and mortality and, like... Not afraid to be a little scary. Well, not only like scary, but, like, deal with heavy subject matter in a way it doesn't feel like it's emphasizing that. Mm-hmm. Like, it's, like, actually dealing with the heaviness, but not, like, overwhelming the younger yeah. audience with, like, these kind of Absolutely. You know, heavy topics. And I think that's something that the film... That's one of the things I'm more impressed with is that it can kind of strike that balance in addition to like what we're saying with the tone and the animation and uh, kind of have like these like kind of thoughtful, heavy moments that don't feel out of place, but don't feel like uh, underserving the, the heaviness of the subject matter, I guess. So, and Shrek is all, pretty... the, the Shrek franchise has always been really good about that, mm-hmm. like balancing stuff for kids and adults, I think in, in sure. a way that is almost superior to some of the Pixar films. But I think they moved away from that with the subsequent sequels in a way that I think this one is a little bit Return better. to form a little bit. Yeah, I guess so, yeah. Yeah. But um But then is that I there's also uh 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 Kitty Softpaws almost mm-hmm. says the BS. <laughs> yeah, well how do you feel about the, the censorship jokes? Uh it's it's fine. I don't I don't dislike those kind of jokes. I thought it was kinda of funny. Yeah, I, I I laughed when it happened. I thought it was funnier when um, when Perito uh, says he'd been called beat for brains. <laughs> like I, I would have been fine if that was the only censorship joke they had, but when he does the whole thing, which is basically an Arrested Development joke, that you know, it's like it's it's fine. I didn't I wouldn't dislike uh, if they had it or didn't have it either way. I also sure. loved um, the. Uh, um, Terminator 2 reference. Did what was that again? That? So when a certain character is getting sucked into a vortex, he does a thumbs down as he gets... Oh, yes, that was fine. <laughs> yeah. But anyway, uh, I won't say any more about that. I'd love to, but I, I do really want to be on the Cinemaholics episode and, and talk about it in length. Yeehaw. Yeah. So, All right. well, I guess 
we should wrap up the variety show, Will, right? Yeah, I guess so. All right. Thank you, everybody, for a great show. All right. It's time to count up how much money we made. All right. Did you do that on purpose? Yeah. Okay. Well, what do we do? What? I said, what do we do, Matt? What do we do? Uh, well, Chris, where do we land? All right. I'm telling up the numbers, and we made negative uh, $45. Dang, we shouldn't have ordered Pizza Hut. Ah, oh, man. We didn't raise enough money. Is this, is this the end of it? Ain't Ogre Till It's Ogre? Well, I guess that begs the question, Will. Is it Ogre? Well, I mean, we did set out to make this the last season. I'm not really sure why. I can't believe it. It's Ogre, after all this time. Yeah, I mean, well, come on, guys. We... We had a good run. I mean, we gave it our best shot. That's all we can ever really do, right? Well, guess I'm gonna go home. But Chris, we don't have a home anymore. Oh, yeah. Well, I'll figure something out. I'll see you guys next month. Oh, baby! It's me, Smooth Lightning, from earlier. <laughs> I just got off the phone with David Jaslav, and I got him to agree for one more episode in exchange for me doing some dancing or something. <laughs> Henry Cavill is furious. The Rock wants me dead. Well, that's great news. Guess we'll see everyone next month because, like we always say, it ain't ogre. Till it's ogre. All right, goodbye, everybody. Have a good year. Bye. So much to do, so much to see, 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 so much to do, so much to see.